0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like Who art Ed to it. Who arted? Mr. Wood ed <laughs> Me. Either way, It, yes. it works art. I know. I know. That's a great start. Okay. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Banksy. 2018 at Sotheby's in London, a framed version of Banksy's iconic Girl with Balloon was up for auction. Anticipation filled the room, but bidders had no idea of just how momentous this auction would become. As the gavel fell, signifying a winning bid of over a million dollars, the room filled with gasps and whispers. Not about the seven-figure price paid for a stenciled painting— but because the artwork that had just sold for so much money had begun to self-destruct. The canvas was sinking, slipping through a shredder hidden within the gold frame. Banksy later posted a video on social media revealing the planning behind this stunt, solidifying his reputation as a master of subversion. One might argue he could have stood to do a little bit more planning as the shredding failed partway through. Even though the shredding failed, the stunt succeeded. That prank grabbed headlines, and when the painting went back up for auction in 2021, yes, people put the partially shredded painting up for auction, it actually sold for a record 18.5 million pounds, or $22 million. This is the kind of thing that people love and hate about Banksy. From the beginning, his works have been subversive, but playful. As he made a name for himself with graffiti, although I guess some graffiti purists would say it's street art because there are those who say that graffiti is really just the kind of stuff that was done in like the late 70s and 80s, starting in New York City, where people would steal spray cans and hand paint letters and numbers tagging the sides of trains, I've never been much of a purist on anything, so I'm just going to use the umbrella term graffiti the way that most people commonly do today. It's graffiti or street art, if you will. Now, you could say that Banksy is a vandal, but he does it with a plume. His works are well-crafted, often carrying political messages, but with a little bit of humor as well to make it palatable. In an interview, he actually credited this style in part to inspiration from the movie Jaws. There's a scene in which some characters are discussing how a billboard was vandalized, and Banksy said that gave him the idea that public art should be immediate, subversive, but playful. The immediacy, or simplicity of the work, is often called out by Banksy's critics. Many argue that art is supposed to be a little more subtle with nuance that's often missing in Banksy's stenciled images. I would actually argue that even something like Girl with a Balloon is actually a little more thoughtfully crafted than it first appears. The stenciled image features a little girl with an arm outstretched towards the string of a heart-shaped balloon. Is she reaching for the balloon? Did she deliberately let it go? Did it slip away or is she sending it out into the world? It could actually be interpreted in several different ways. As people see it, they feel they understand it almost immediately because the images are so clear and concrete. It's simultaneously specific and ambiguous. That's a hard combo to pull off, but even granting that some might say the work is too obvious and immediate, I personally am not convinced by arguments that art should be more esoteric particularly when we consider how direct most great masterpieces from art history have been. I mean, if you look at Picasso's Guernica, Van Gogh's Starry Night, Monk's The Scream, they're all celebrated for the powerful expression that's so immediate. It's obvious to the point of overwhelming the viewer. The difference is that Picasso, Van Gogh, and Monk have all been accepted in the gallery world. They've had the official stamp of approval from all the right tastemakers, but with graffiti or street art, there are no gatekeepers. And for some, that's kind of the downfall, but for others, that's exactly the point. Banksy said he began when he was around 14 years old. When asked why he made graffiti, he simply responded, why not? Now, I personally cannot condone vandalism, so I would remind listeners that it is a crime and also, you might say, it's just rude to deface someone else's property. Banksy said there was a lot of graffiti around him where he grew up. He began making big letters, doing text-based tagging in the New York style, but he said he was not particularly great at it. He would have trouble with the size and the spacing and it would just take too long. He shifted to stencils because it was much quicker, and he said you can't really mess it up, although I would say there are plenty of DIYers who could attest that there are many ways to make a mess of a stencil. I think the most interesting insight, though, was his statement about living in the city where there are signs posted everywhere telling people what they can and cannot do, and there are billboards telling people what to buy. In this environment, he thought it only seems appropriate for people to be able to find a way to be seen and have their voice heard, for the messages to go two ways and become more a conversation rather than a monologue. I would argue this is the crux of what critics don't like about artists like Banksy and graffiti more broadly. Rather than waiting for museums to recognize his value and collect his work, Banksy walked in and claimed a spot for himself. I mean, I mean that literally. He walked into the Tate and other museums and put his paintings on their wall. It's easy to dismiss something like that as a cheap publicity stunt, but... You could also consider it as a sort of performance art as the gesture has meaning calling into question what goes into museums. On some level, it seems like it would be unmanageable and chaotic for everyone to be able to simply place their artwork on the wall of every museum. But the collections as presented in most places are deeply problematic in a number of other ways. First off, museum collections are determined by a very small group of elites deciding what all of us should consider great and appreciate for the ages. There are also deeply troubling questions of whether the museums even have the right to hold many of the pieces they have on display. Pieces like the Benin bronzes were looted by the British soldiers in the 19th century, and that controversy grabbed headlines leading to some pieces being returned. But art and culture have been seen as spoils of war pretty much as long as humans have fought, meaning a lot of art and artifacts in museums around the world came out of conflicts. Think for a moment about any mummy you have ever seen on display. That was the result of grave robbing. So why are Howard Carter's crimes more respectable than Banksy's? In the end, I'm reminded of the conversation I had with Mark and Jack, the writers of Museum Bums. While we were discussing Man Ray, they said, If an artwork provokes strong feelings, whether positive or negative, that's a sign of success. Banksy is a highly polarizing figure in the art world. Just as graffiti and street art is either celebrated as giving voice to marginalized people or dismissed as petty vandalism. As I conducted my research for this episode, I had to laugh as I saw critics saying, quote, nobody will remember Banksy in 10 years. Those interviews were almost 20 years old. For me, the ultimate takeaway is that we shouldn't be too quick to dismiss someone or something. When elites begin clutching their pearls, saying that a movement must be stopped and that it just doesn't belong in the galleries, you can bet that movement will be important for generations to come. Just look at the Impressionists, a movement whose name actually came from a derisive critic. Today, it's among the most popular movements in Western art history. Graffiti has taken hold as an art form, and over the decades, it has been growing in popularity. Banksy followed in the footsteps of artists like Keith Haring and Jean-Michel Basquiat, bringing art from the streets to galleries, because art is for everyone. If you want to learn more about any of the artists I referenced in today's episode, just check the links in the show notes.